1: G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens. Today we're going through the front row forwards and the two RFs. Very interesting conversation. Bringing in my 5'8 T-Rex. Welcome Timmy. Doing? Roo,
2: not a heap doing mate. Just uh, been counting down the days on the calendar. You take off to Vegas next week and I had a week spell from you. So to get that at this time of year, it's, it's pretty special.
1: Give you the hot tip. Two of us are excited for Vegas all of a sudden. How bloody good. Kathmandu is back in the studio. The Rook, how are we?
3: Very well, very well. I like the emergence of Kathmandu.
1: Yeah, it's come on quickly. It has. Yeah, it has. Cat in a hat, doing good things. (laughs) Um, Mate, the league, it is absolutely flying at the moment. 4,100 people in there. I reckon we can get to 10K by the time the season starts. What are your thoughts? Mm,
2: I think we can do it. And that's uh, before the major prize announcement
1: as well. So. <laughs> Bit of Bicky up for grabs. Let me tell you that for free. Uh, what is the lead code, mate? 339640.
2: Get amongst it.
1: Disco stew stuff somewhere here. (laughs) Uh, Whilst you're in there, Timmy, I actually discovered the other day that there's a function in the league where you can leave messages on the message board. Mm. I left a little something in there for you if you want to read it out live on the show. I think it might make for some funny little content um, (laughs) that I think people will enjoy. Uh, Whilst Timmy is looking for that and he will notify me when he finds it because I actually wrote it, Kat, and then it took me about 20 minutes to find it again because (laughs) I'm not great at technology. So I'm very keen to see if Timmy's able to find it because I really battled there. Kat, have you made any changes to the side whilst Timmy looks for that?
3: To my side, I have. Uh, based on our conversation last week, I brought in uh, a few new people and a few stayed as well. I felt more confident about some of my decisions. For example, leaving the hammer uh, wow. on my side. I, I feel good about it. It's exciting. It's new. I'm the rook. I can get away with doing something a bit different, you know?
1: You can get away with going a little bit rogue. Yeah. I don't mind that. Timmy, have you found the message board?
2: Uh, I haven't yet, mate. And also I didn't actually have it open. I was on, I have the code in my note. So like there was a bit of work to do.
1: Good. I'll read it out for you. This is a little message oh, from Guru's Grizzlies. No, I've
2: got it. I've got it. Sorry for the jabs, Timmy. Please don't stop giving me advice this year. Please. <laughs> uh, hit us.
1: Hey, guys, just a bit of housekeeping. Tim asked me to tell you all that he thinks you're all cowards and he's going to slap all of you this year. I just want to wish you all the best this year. May the best coach win. I also donate to charity regularly. Tim does not. His words, not mine.
2: Oh, all very fair. (laughs) The shots have started. (laughs) It begins. (laughs) And I'm heaps
1: into it. Uh, So, yeah, we might uh, might keep an eye on the message board. If anyone can put some funnies in there over the next few weeks, you might get a bait on the show.
2: The beauty of it as well, Guru, is that to win the major prize, you have to knock us both off.
1: So I plan on pocketing whatever that prize might be. Jeez, I'd love to take home the prize. That'd be good. Yeah. I, I know there would be other, you know, content creators out there that'd go, No, i will give it to who came second if I win it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Going to Vegas again. We've done the hard yards. Yeah. Unlucky. So- Hundred percent. I'll take my fifty five five K and hit the road. Um sorry Kat. So what changes have you made over the last week or so again?
3: Well, I added in uh Hammer. What well, I kept him there. I'm sticking by my uh and to your disappointment, Timmy, those Raiders players are staying in there, these young guns. So I'm really hoping to get some good stuff out of those ones. I hope you're right. So do I. Mm. And um, you know what? Tom Trevojevich. <sighs> He's in there.
1: Yeah, right. Interesting. I think he might get a feature in a few teams here, just quietly. Mm, I'm very excited about him. Now, what allows us to potentially get Tommy Turbo is maybe going a little bit cheaper in the front row forward, Timmy, which is one of the great segues of all time. Thank you. Thank you. you. I'm here till next Tuesday, then I'll be in Vegas. Um, What's your strategy? What are you thinking with front row forward? And I think the only other thing to add before we do get into it is that when we've been doing these positions the last few weeks, we didn't have trials to go off. Now we do, we've seen a little bit. We've probably got a general better idea of the direction we're actually going to go. So chat might be a little bit more concise today, I guess you could say, Timber?
2: Yeah, I think around the front row we will. We'll touch on anything required, but uh, obviously doing the 2RF the second row, deep dive as well, and there's a ton to get through there. So,
1: Absolute ton, yeah. Strategy-wise, talk to me.
2: Really fascinating position, which I don't often say about front row, <laughs> but the strategy around the round one team is fascinating because – I think we're both pretty similar in that we're never keen to pay it for front row. I've never done it. Yep. I don't feel like I've ever been hurt by it. This year won't be different. I haven't even tinkered with the idea of Tino or Payne Haas or AFB, etc. cetera, in my team to start the season. That won't be changing. I'm actually considering going the complete opposite. Sammy Hughes is one that's emerged that we sort of knew that he was going to be a decent front row forward option to plug in sides – to start the year and hopefully earn a bit of cash at the doggies, but looked really good in the trial on the weekend. The more that's come out from there is just big raps, big big raps. I'm genuinely starting to think maybe I can plug Sammy Hughes as a starter for that first four to five weeks before I can make a move. And if he can just get me, it honestly, doesn't have to be much. If he can knock me up 40 to 45 points each week, paired with, say, maybe mid-range front row that we'll get to shortly, I'm looking at doing that. There is risk in it because if it doesn't eventuate and you've got, say, a mid ranger and three cheapies and none of the three cheapies are doing any good and you're forced to play one, really hard work finding sort of cash to get them to a decent player. But it's a risk that I am leaning towards taking.
1: Yeah, I'm leaning towards the same direction. I think cheap is the way to go. Uh, we are notoriously uh, guys that don't have pain, mm. Uh and I don't, at no point ever do I remember it hurting me. I see a lot of people on social saying, Oh, it hurts you too much not to have him. I'll give you the hot tip, it fucking doesn't. No. It's great that he averages seventy, that's great. Uh, but if I can spend if I can save five hundred K and spend that in a position that can get me hundred and fifties, I'll happily take Sam Hughes' forty-five.
2: That's it, man. Just about every super side out there structures this season. Look, it's not different to any other season, but everyone is stacked in fullback, half back potentially five, eight if they're paying off, say, Dylan Brown, and then maybe, Hooker, if you're going to Harry Grant or, to a lesser degree, Jeremy Marshall King, you know,
1: they're all big money positions. So yep. you've got to cut somewhere. 100%. And I think front row forward is the spot to do it. Yep. I've got a very same opinion when it comes to draft as well. I actually drafted Sam Hughes as my 18th pick because I'm just happy to have him mm. as a starting front row forward there. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be both of our strategies. Kat, what are you thinking as far as front row forward? Um one of the trickier positions to sort of work out.
3: Mm. I actually have Hughes as well. Yep. He's currently on my bench as a, as a front rower. And then I'm looking at the likes of um, May and Leniu from Roosters. Mm. And I wouldn't say big money either because I am I don't have the money to spend on those guys either, your Tarpanis and AFBs and whatnot. But um, I do have Ruben Cotter in there at the moment as well.
1: I was going to get to him. My God, his ownership is high. Mm. Very interesting. I started with
2: him last year.
1: I remember. And yeah.
2: he got injured early, like maybe around two or three or something. And he was sort of going half all right without setting the world alight. And I don't have it at the moment, but I don't mind him as a pick this year.
1: I think the Cowboys' captaincy might be swaying people a little bit. Mm. I drafted him on the weekend, so I hope you're all right. <laughs> That'll be unreal if Cotter goes big. Uh, mate – Should we go through the list of front row forwards? What we're going to do today, guys, though, we're going to actually go through the ownership in that sort of order. So if you want to go to your super coach app, if you've got gold, hit ownership percentage, we're going to go down that list. The first man, Payne Haas, 37%. I think 37% is massive overs, but I am happy for you to all have him. If you guys want to get that up to 97%, (laughs) I'm fine with it. Timmy? Yeah, look,
2: we've spoken a lot about Payne Haas and if you get him in – He's completely reliable. You know what you're going to get. He'll come out and he'll probably average anywhere from 70 to potentially 80 at the start of the season. If he does come out and scores a couple of tries or there's injuries and he plays huge minutes and he averages around 80 to 85, it'll be like, okay, well played to anyone who did and that's solid. I'm still not too deterred by not owning him and spending up elsewhere. I think realistically he comes out and he averages more 70 to 75 to start the season, in which case – I'm very, very happy to pay, uh, spend my money elsewhere uh, on his numbers from last season. So he averaged 74 last year. That was up from 63 and 68 the years before. Didn't score a century last year. Had two tons to his name in the last four years. They were scores of 105 and 106. That tells us, obviously, that his consistency for those averages is phenomenal. But he's not going to hurt you by not owning because he's not going to come out and go 150, 150.
1: Yeah, and you know what? He shouldn't have too many hundreds. He's a front row forward and that's fine. But you all talk about him like he scores 100 every second week. He doesn't. Origin period, he's going to play limited minutes and stuff throughout there. I understand people find him appealing because Flegler's left. I actually don't think Payne Haster's minutes are going to change that much. He's
2: not going to play more minutes because Tom Flegler left. Exactly. He already averaged, what, 60, 65 minutes a game or so.
1: Yeah. He was –
2: Yeah, not for me. He Averaged yeah, 59 minutes per game last year, and that's again all over the shop because getting some fewer minutes around the origin time, there yeah, like there always will be some injury affected games where he can go 70 to 80 when needed. But I like I would say that 59 across the course of a season will be his average minutes. Yep, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, Payne Haas, uh, no bueno from us, Sam Hughes. We sort of already touched him in 238k. Um, I am leaning towards having him as one of my starting front row forwards. Um, but it'll be much of a must just between him and my bench guys. Is Sam Hughes a must-have guy? Yeah. yeah.
2: Like at that price in a club lacking middles uh, on all the hype we've seen around him and he looks like he'll have a few tackle busts and a few offloads in him as well to boot. Looks like he can play some decent minutes. The big question is just going to be is he good enough to start in your team? Because there's no reason why you also can't come out and average 30. And, again, if you're spending that much money on a starter, it's not going to kill you, but far from ideal.
1: Yeah, I think he, he just watch him on team list and whatnot, but I'm pretty confident Sam Hughes is going to be okay. Yeah. Um, next one there is Viliami Fafida. His dual position. He's at the Dragons. Once again, just a team list watch. We'll see how he goes. If he does manage to nab a spot in that team, we'll deal with that then. Yeah, very much happens. a
2: team list watch.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: I don't know, is he even going to get picked?
1: I'm not convinced he will. I'm not convinced he will at all. And if
2: he does, it might be off the bench in very limited minutes. (laughs) So I'd need to see a lot more to even consider him.
1: All I can see here is that I think he does play at some point this year. I think we'll be talking about some point. Dual position, maybe teams are just throwing him in there as a placeholder.
2: Yeah, especially (laughs) if Luciano Le Lua does log (laughs) there before the season. Well, then it'd be an absolute line through.
1: Yeah. Um, Ruben Cotter, Tino. Tino's too expensive for me to start the season. Dual position is nice. Ruben Cotter though, I find this one very interesting at 26%. What do you read into this?
2: I like it. Okay. I <clears throat> he's just a little bit too expensive for my yep. for my liking. But again, it, it's hard to maybe sorry, it's I was just it's easy to be swayed by the fact that he's just been given the captaincy. He averaged 54 minutes last season, so when I look at front rowers for round 1, First thing i do is go, who is going to play increased minutes and up their scores? Because that's the biggest factor in all yep. of it for front row, the biggest indicator of are they going to improve or not. Probably doesn't improve on 54 minutes. I mean, I can see him coming out and averaging 60 minutes, but I don't think it's going to be many more. He played a few games around the 65-minute mark last season. Again, it's another... Every one of these front rowers is so teamless depending on round one because we need to see if there's utility back named on the bench. If it's a, a bunnies like a Peter Mamazelos, a little hooker gets named on the bench, it's going to open up bigger minutes for the middles. The Cowboys have so many middles, they could go with a four forward bench, in which case you couldn't go near Cotter. Depending on how the bench lands, maybe. What do you reckon?
1: Just on that little nugget of knowledge there, we're talking pre-show, we're hearing Mamozellos will be named. Mm. So be aware of that. Damian Cook draft players, Sean keppi for Classic makes him a little bit more interesting. We'll get to him soon though. Ruben Cotto, not for me. I think the captaincy is an interesting one, but I don't really want to spend 550K. I'm the exact
2: road. same, yeah. yeah. And the
1: 450, different story.
2: Yeah. 450 I would get him in. And I think from it'll be somewhere. Far out. He started at 623K last year. That was a good round one trade in. Um, Yeah, I was
1: going to mention before that you're an idiot, but um, yeah. yeah.
2: Happy to do it for you. (laughs) Um, He came out, to be fair, he came out last year, round one, played 67 minutes and had 63 in base.
1: Yeah, that's mad.
2: Then week two, decent as well, then got injured
1: in the third game. So screw you. Just feels like a bit of an origin player, Cotter.
0: We've seen that coming.
1: (laughs) Um, Number six, Cat has him in his team. I... I'm calling on Spencer Lenu rapidly. I just don't think his role changes at the Roosters. What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I was never keen on him. Yeah. More than happy to be wrong. I just I think he plays the same role at, at Penrith. And I've said this a few times across different podcasts, but so many times across the course of Lenu's career so far, Ivan Cleary had opportunities to play him as a starter when Fisher-Harris was out or Leota was out or whatever it might have been, and he just never did. He averaged 33 minutes last year, 29 in 2022 and 29 in 2021. The Roosters' middles are stacked as well. They have so mm. many forwards. Could easily have a four-middle forward bench, especially with like, their 14s, every chance to be Connor Watson, yep. who's probably going to be utilised as a lock. <clears throat> I just don't see how <laughs> Lenny's going to get enough minutes.
1: And the hooker he replaces could quite easily become a middle yeah. forward as well. So, yeah. I, I think that <clears> people that go Spencer Lenny, I wouldn't be shocked if you get a little bit of an uptick round one. I believe uh, JWH is yeah. out of Vegas, so I reckon he's going to honey dick you very early.
2: If he comes out the first two rounds and plays 40 to 45 minutes and he's averaging 10 to 15 more per game, I'll buy him round three at 330K. But I don't... Think it's going to happen.
1: Even then, like, I reckon we'll have priorities elsewhere. Yeah. So I'm happy to leave him. If he go. If he goes well for you, so be it. You'll um, be desperate to get hammering by that time. Tell me about <laughs> it. Uh, Xavier Willison, 265K. Uh, look, we're obviously pending teamless here. I think he's pretty close to a must-have guy. I think he's locked himself into that Brisbane Broncos side. I will be starting with him. Uh, we will get to have a look at him in Vegas, so we'll get to see the early team list to make sure he is there. Um, and we'll be keeping an eye on team lists. Obviously, if he gets pulled out of the seventeen or whatever, take him out asap, mm-hmm. move somewhere else. But I'm pretty confident on his David Wilson to be one of my bench front row forwards at the moment, mate.
2: Looks the good, uh, quite impressive in the All Stars game. Yep. You know he's been biding his time behind Has yeah. Carrigan, Flegler, etc. With Flegler gone from the Broncos this year should open up some half right minutes and yeah, look not the one that I'm looking to, to start in my team, but chip away on the bench, hopefully earn a bit of cash and deal with that, hopefully upgrade him later on.
1: Yeah, love that. Uh, I've seen a lot of people talking about Tommy Flegler. I think Tommy Flegler is who Tommy Flegler is. I don't think you're going to see all that much upside going to the Dolphins. I understand the logic of he was behind Payne Haas, he moved somewhere else. I don't think there's actually going to be that much gain in Flegler. What are your thoughts?
2: I don't mind Tommy Flegler and it's, It's one of the ones probably where a bit like teammate in the hammer. Yep. The data probably doesn't scream massive improvement, but the talent does. He's such a good footballer. He's such a good ball runner. The numbers though. So if you're going off last year, he averaged 44 minutes last year and 47 points in that time. I don't think he's going to play much more than that. Maybe he gets to 50 minutes. Yep. Would that warrant... How much would he improve average-wise off the back of that? Probably not a heap. Maybe another five or so points. Again, the Dolphins have so much depth in their middle this year. Like, Jared Wallace might not even get picked on the bench. They've got that many middle middle options. So, I don't mind him. It's more of a – if I was going to go him, it would be more gut feel than, i I said, statistically speaking. 37 in base last year. Solid, but not amazing. So, yeah, I'm looking elsewhere, but he has been in and out of my teams at times during the preseason.
1: I think Flegler a better footballer than he is <laughs> super coach player
2: is my vibe. I think he's got a terrific offload on him and I wish at the Broncos he utilised it more. I'm not convinced that Wayne Bennett's brand of football allows for offloading and yep. I threw that on social media the other day and somebody was in me about Jared Wallace having 40 offloads or something. The do- I mean, he's a rogue, Joe Wallace. Yes. Jared Wallace does what he wants. Um, they averaged, I think it was 10th in the NRL for offloads last year, the Dolphins, which is not terrible to be fair, but we know that Wayne Bennett coach teams a high percentage. They're like high completion rate, will grind yep. you away, complete, complete, complete. I want to see Tommy Flager coming out and offloading and maybe that's where the uptick would be, but I'm not convinced it will happen under Wayne Bennett.
1: Yeah, completely agree with that. Uh, yeah, I'm not keen. Joey Tarpon, hey, he killed in the All-Stars the other day. It sounds like he's doing great things in Canberra. I just don't want to spend that money. Any value there, mate? I don't think there's
2: value just because he always starts in lower game time. Yeah. And and Ricky Stewart to ease him into the season. Like His last, first five games last season, 50 minutes, 47, 46, 56, 49, 50. Across the season, he averaged 54 minutes, so that increased quite substantially by the end of the year. Ricky's always done it with him. Another team, the Raiders, so many middle forwards. He was incredibly in the All-Stars game. Could have been man of the match, except they got dusted. Scored a terrific try to open it up. On all reports, has had a killer pre-season. But I don't want to pay up for someone that I think is going to start in lower minutes. Not for me.
1: Yep. Kenan Palacio, I've seen a few people <laughs> talk about him. Uh, I 365K, the price is good. I, I just don't think he will get all that many minutes with your MoFutter Awakers, your Tinos, uh, with your Jermaine Joliffs. I think he's a very good NRL signing. I don't think Supercoach White will get the minutes. And to be honest with you, his scores, even when he's playing 50 minutes, which I give him next to no hope of playing at the Titans, he's basing 40-odd. Not for me.
2: He averaged 41 minutes last year, which really surprised me. Yeah, that is surprising actually, yes. 36 points in that time. So couldn't go at, you know, even overly close to a point per minute, which we sort of want to see from our middles, especially if they're – we know with middles, the greater minutes they play, the PPM is going to drop down. So if he's 36 last year and a PPM of 0.88, that's going to drop down again. So I think he's someone who could factor during the year – but it'd need injuries to, like, Tino for one.
1: Yeah, completely agree. AFB's the next man, 740K. Um, maybe he can score fucking the thousand and tries again in a season. I won't be betting on it. I don't think we had AFB at any point last year, and I don't think I'll have him at any point this year.
2: Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not going to own him this year, but I, I certainly won't be starting with him. 73 points per game in 60 minutes per game. Last season he had eight tries. We know he's a try scoring front row, but that's yep. a lot for any that's front rower. Yep. Uh, he also had a few tries. on top of that. It's a lot of money to pay for front row, around one who could could play fewer minutes, et cetera.
1: A lot of bicky. Heatherington, Tamalolo. is at good value. I still I have to see it before I look at him. Agreed? Very much so, yeah. but... If I see a goalie If ends. I see it,
2: <laughs> yeah. dual front row, second row. Not that you'd want to be picking him in second row because there's yeah. way better options, but Hand it off. at 439K, he averaged 43 points last year in 49 minutes. The years before that, he averaged 55 minutes, 59 minutes, 61 minutes. You go back to 2020, he averaged 72 points per game. Now, I don't think he's going to get back to 61 minutes, but if you could get back to, you know what, even if he played 50 minutes at that price but he's fit and healthy – and he's busting tackles and offloading, I think he could be a great buy. Yeah. But as you said, I just need to see it first because it's been a couple of years since we've seen him at his destructive tackle-breaking best.
1: Yeah. Um, a guy <coughs> that I think could become relevant very quickly is Liam Henry. He's at 6% ownership from the Penrith Panthers – He's probably my tip to take that Spencer Lee new role. Mm. Uh, the Panthers obviously haven't played a preseason trial. We'll see them in the World Club Challenge next week. Uh, Liam Henry, 230, k. Okay. He's in my team at the moment as a placeholder. Happy to move in, but I think he'll become relevant pretty quickly.
2: Yeah. I mean, even if he doesn't have a bench but round one, I don't think there's going to be the minutes there to, to warrant starting him mm. would there. Like, they'd need to probably be an injury, do you think? Uh, <coughs>
1: mate, at 230, okay. I, I, I really like him. I, I think he could average 40-odd off the bench. Really? He gets through a lot of work. I like Liam Henry. Um, happy to fall on my sword if it doesn't work out that way. And I'm hoping there will be better options, which at the moment looks like there could be. But just uh, – he's a big watch for me in this World Club mm. Challenge. He, he might not get the spot. Maybe they go with like a Maverick guy or someone. But I really like Liam Henry. So maybe a bit of bias in that but one to keep an eye so, on. So so my predicted team for
2: them at the moment, like the starting side picks itself, Penrith, and Middles, Fish, Harris, Yo. Yep. I've got – Lindsay Smith, Luke Garner, Matt Eisenhuth on the bench, Tyrone Peachy, 14. Uh, like, I'm not the, – the bench could be a makeup of anything. Mm. Even if – like, that's a four-forward bench regardless, depending on where and how they want to inject Tyrone Peachy. Tyrone Peachy could also be, like, Sonny Luke. Uh, there are a few options there. Like, who do you see him sneaking on for? Absolutely could. I just don't – like, with so many middles on the bench, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, who'd you say then? Matt Eisenhuth, Peachy,
2: Lindsay Smith, Luke Garner. Yeah,
1: I am not totally <clears throat> convinced on Lindsay Smith, to be honest with you. Mm. I thought in the finals he he let them down a little bit last year. Um, I think Liam Henry is a little bit cheaper and with a big future. Um Well, so he might not be named at all, yeah. but he's one that I'm I'm interested in. So I, it plays I, yeah. out.
2: Even if named, barring a real lack of front and forward cheapies, I don't think I'd pick him even if off the bench.
1: I'll tell you what is another watch for me this year. And James Graham brought it up on a show with us last year, which I thought was really interesting. I do wonder if maybe they split these starting front row forwards up now that they don't have Spencer Lanier coming off the bench. Interesting. Mm. Potentially. Just all potential. We'll see how it plays out. But that, as soon as James Graham said it, I was like, fuck, that kind of makes sense to yeah. start the season anyway. That wouldn't shock me. See how that plays out. Benny Takira's got to try on the weekend look good. Um, I think there's too many guys in front of him at the Broncos at the moment. looks a little bit too raw right yeah. now. Yeah,
2: I don't um, think so yet.
1: Liam Knight, 332K, mate, the amount of attention Liam Knight got during the off-season from Supercoach people has knocked me for six. Um, I personally thought I never was interested, but (laughs) I don't know if he played his way out of that Canterbury side on the weekend.
2: Yeah, and again, like, he averaged 32 minutes last year. Yeah. And he's always been a sort of a point-per-minute player, a tick over at the Bunnies,
1: 330K. He doesn't interest me at all. Terrell May do not buy him do not buy him none <laughs> of you don't go fucking near him me and Tim have been very very keen from the early days on Terrell May he's starting to get a little bit more popular now I will be starting with him as one of my starting front row forwards and I think he absolutely explodes this year Timmy.
2: Yes he's very recently found his way into my team and when I say that it's off the back of the trial on the weekend and why he wasn't in my team originally, or well, my early pre-season draft sides was just the talk of him leaving the club. Yep. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of middle forwards and only a certain amount of time to go around there. Sounds like the doggies aren't keen on him anymore. There's talk of him re-signing with the Roosters. Came out on the weekend, albeit against sort of a weaker manly side, and just he brained it, didn't he? So 14 runs for 169 metres. More impressive, though, from a super coach perspective Four tackle busts in that time, couple of offloads, starts cheap.
1: I said it six weeks ago. I don't care how much time he plays. It's the impact he has, Terrell May. I think he's going to have a huge season for the Chooks and a great super coach season.
2: I am concerned, like, going back to Spencer Lenu, four middle forward bench they could run out with. That is a concern. Like, he minutes last year...
1: Yeah, but I also think when you got to the back end of the season, season was on the line. Their best front row forward was Terrell May. I made. I, I just think Robbo will give him a licence to offload and go nuts. Mm. I'm, I, I, he, he goes against all the super coach rules we normally have, but I think he's that good that he's going to rise above it.
2: How, if you were guessing, put you on the spot, how many minutes does he play? Let's say that four forward bench he's named.
1: Uh, 30 to 40. I can't stress enough though, I don't fucking care. I just think he is going to have so much upside in, in him at that price. I'm, I'm happy to run with him.
2: Yeah, I'm slotting him in.
1: Uh, fair. Uh, Maxi King comes next, Fletcher Baker. Fletcher Baker will see if he gets a gig in that Bronco side, but uh, we sort of said six weeks ago when we first started Beers and Break Evens this year that we thought people would jump ahead of Fletcher Baker. Happy to see how he goes, but yeah, I think Xavier Wilson is in front of him at the moment. Yeah, not interested. Not interested. Uh, Jai Arrow, dual position, playing on the right edge. Fucking crazy. We spoke about this weeks ago Jeez. about Colin and Tony moving to the left. Everyone at South Sydney told me it's bullshit. He comes out trial one, plays left edge. Uh, Jai Arrow, sounds like he'll jump on the right edge. And then from what I've heard, sounds like he could. him and Cam Murray could switch at some point.
2: And uh, what Arrow would... And what you've heard, how many minutes? Like, no idea. I don't mind Arrow as a mid ranger, 466K. <laughs> God, it's cheap. I know. And the potential for an 80 minute edge back rower at the Bunnies, like originally when I heard Chloe Tangi was going to the left and Arrow's on the right, I was like, oh, it's not really where you want to be. But at the same time, the left edge back rower also gets cut out a hell of a lot on it. Whereas I can see Ilias hitting Arrow short on the right a
1: lot. I, the amount of people that think the left edge back row is the spot to be, yeah. it's the fucking opposite. Watch the game. Because they play out the back. Cody plays out the back to trail. It's the best decoy in rugby league. Yeah. Never gets the ball. I, I, it doesn't make it. I think it's all about defence, getting and Tungy over there.
2: Yeah, and getting Arrow next to Ilias defensively. Yes. Yeah. Because attacking wise, because Kalamatungi is such a good strike weapon on the right edge, I actually hate that they're doing that. But defensively and getting Arrow there, I understand it. So Arrow, 46 average last year from 50 minutes. Spent time on the edge in 2022, I think it was. He averaged 56 that year. Might have gone between the positions, but he scored quite well in big yep. minutes on the edge. Gun attacking team. Should be some attacking opportunities.
1: I, yeah, I'm pretty keen on it. Uh, Keon Kompantongi scored five tries on that edge last year. He only played 18 games. One of them was injury-affected. So five tries in 17 <laughs> games is one every three. It's mm. not a bad nudge. Take that from a back rower. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind Jaira. I won't start with him, but I can understand the appeal. Oh, on the negative, it's
2: like I do – especially if he's on the edge, sure, there's higher attacking upside, but you get through less work. So you do probably need him playing 80. You could get away with 65. Anything less than 65, he probably does plot around that 50 average and doesn't do much for you. That being said, if you can average 50 for me to start the season – and he can plug a hole until I can upgrade him to a gun, I can handle that.
1: Yeah, I can understand. I won't be doing it, but I can understand it. Sean Keppi, dual position. Um, If Peter Mamazellas, which we're hearing there is a good shot, he will be the 14 for the Bunnies in round one. I thought he was really good on the weekend. Um, But previous numbers, I think you've got some. They're a little bit alarming, aren't they? He averaged 41 minutes last year for Henley. Who felt like they had no middle forwards.
2: Yeah, and that was in 30... Averaged 38 points in that time. So he's been under a point per minute three years in a row in, I mean, 41 minutes isn't limited game time, but I agree. I thought he looked great on the weekend, threw a nice little offload for, for one of the tries there. I just don't, yeah, again, where's the uptick? Yep. Is he going to play more minutes than that? He would need to be given, I've said this a few times, but it's so relevant to the position. He needs a license to offload because he's got a good one on him. If he does that at the Bunnies, and he can add five, ten points in offloads alone, cool, he becomes relevant. But as it stands, I'm not interested.
1: Tell me if you hear a name that stands out to you. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Collins, Fisher-Harris, Colquhoun, Tra- Jake Travojevic, Liotta, uh, Leo Thompson, Tavita totola
2: Yeah, I'm not that keen on him, but I Nor have I. seen a lot of interest. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah, i not buying into it. totola averaged 44 minutes last year. Yep. 43 points <clears throat> to tell us going to play many more than 44 minutes. Like could play less potentially. I, I, I think he's a 45 minute forward.
1: I don't think he'll play less, no. but I don't think he'll play more than 50. Nah.
2: And he, he he's ready. <clears throat> you get what you're given. Like he doesn't really bust tackles. He's not an offloader. Doesn't really jag attacking stats. I don't see any upside to it.
1: Yep. I don't love it. Um, Sandy Finu, Matty Croker, JDB, Joe Offengawi, Cohen Hess, Junior Polo, Pasami Solo, Nass, Farmer Silly from the Canterbury Bulldogs. I thought he looked good in his trial the other day. Mm. Minutes, I don't think he'll get a stack of them. So I'd rather go with other options if they are available.
2: looked good in the trial. Really explosive run to set up a try on the next tackle. Yep. Could be a tackle master, an offloader just got gassed very quickly. So I don't know how many minutes he's got in him.
1: Adam Mariota, any interest?
2: Yeah, I do actually. Especially with... Corey Hawes was gone to, I think it's round three, which is obviously not ideal, but Mariota was great last season. Apparently he's been enormous this preseason. I think he's every chance to start in round one. 24 minutes per game last year. If that can notch up to 40... I think he's won at the price, 255K, that he could be a, an improver.
1: Yeah, for sure. My but, only worry is with Corey Horsburgh out early, <coughs> we might see to start week one and then yeah. go back to the bench. That's the only worry I have. Far from foolproof.
2: Yeah. I, I think he's one that if there is a lack of other cheapies in the front row, I'll plug him in. Yep. But uh, we'd have to see if you fall off the radar. Harm
1: four hundred and twenty five K moving clubs, people are talking about upside there. Uh mate, I love Harm but fuck, mate, the bloke just can't stay fit for six weeks straight. I on just based on what I've said. I really like Harm but I I don't think he's gonna be a breakout super coach player.
2: Yeah. No, it just for me.
1: Yep. Uh, RCG, David Mowali. I thought he looked really good for South the other day. Um, I feel like I've started with Damien Wiley for three years in a row and he hasn't quite delivered. Um, I think he'll be good this year. I, I'm still a little bit cautious. Maybe it's from being hurt previously.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely a little bit scarred from certainly last year. He's one that by around three or four we could be going, we need to get Davey because He's playing 40 minutes and busting tackles and looking good. But just need to see the minutes and yep. how many gets there. You know, Cam Murray playing in the middle will play big time. <clears throat> you mentioned Jaira might switch to the middle and spend some time there as well. There is some potential minutes to go around. I just don't know if Davey's going to get them early enough to be relevant, but he'll be a big watch in the early rounds.
1: Strap in, kid. Tell me when to stop. Josh Kerr, Hamlon Welle, Isaac Liu, Greg Greg, uh, Wittemur, Greg, Paseca, Papali'i, Jensen, Royce, The Choice, Hunt, Matty Eisenhuth, Mo Waker, Jacob Saifidi, Toby Rudolph, Ben, Murdoch, Masella, Jaden Hunt, Daniel Saifidi. Uh, we're getting into real desperate Jeez, areas was, here. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on Christian Welsh, Blake Laurie, <laughs> Finoa Bolle, <laughs> Tom Ale Jay Brom, Emre Gula, Shaq Mitchell, uh, Lindsay Smith, uh, JWH, Kai Rodwell. I'm not seeing anyone that's jumping out at me on this list, mate. Is there anyone else you want to mention? Any cheapies or anything nah, you've maybe I got was, your eyes on?
2: I was just enjoying you, listening to you run through a list <laughs> and sound like a, a fool knowing I wasn't going to stop on anyone. Anyway.
1: Peter Holler, a sniff at a spot on the side or...? Surely he's too far down, yeah,
3: isn't
2: he?
1: too many forwards at the Raiders. Sweet.
3: Imagine you're an emerging player that's been a big fan of break and bre- beers and break-evens for years and then you just get your name to completely skipped over by Guru.
2: Oh, well, can't win them all. We did a four-hour CBA show the other day, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> the, the emerging player can go and listen to that and I'm sure he's been given a good rap, but
1: unless he's going to start in Supercoach, I'm not keen, sorry, kid. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't get a mention in that show, I've probably got some hard news to break <laughs> yeah. to you. Um, all right, mate, are we sort of done front row forwards
2: then? I, uh, I think we are. I think we've covered it well enough. As you said, we're pretty set on probably three of our players pending team list round one. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there'll be a lot of teams that have one slot that they're trying to work out. Do they pay up? Which yeah. of the range do they go? I think that's where everyone's sort of sitting at the moment.
1: Yeah, hopefully another front row forward emerges. Um, got trials this weekend again. It'll only take one injury somewhere for someone to become very interesting. It can change very quickly. Yeah, very, very quickly. All right, guys, Blue Wealth Property are back on board for season twenty twenty four. We've got a major prize announcement coming very soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh but Timmy, Blue Wealth Property back on board. How bloody good?
2: Absolute legends. We went and had a, a yarn out there the other day, didn't we? Had a had a what would you call it? A, a seminar? Some sort seminar, of seminar,
1: I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that scene out of Yes Man.
2: Had a bit of a. Mortz was hosting yeah. and threw a few questions at us. And mate, just watching you just dictate and control the room. Hands up if you've done this. Hands up if you've done this. Put your hands down when this happens. When this happens. I'm sitting there going. Far out he's good at this. Where does (laughs) this come from? I'm like, he's a teacher.
1: (laughs) Not a good one, but was one. Uh, Yeah, that was good fun. Uh, They've got a couple of events coming up over the next couple of weeks. The 27th of February, the day I'm going to Vegas. so won't make it, unfortunately. Tony, can't win them all. Wealth Through Property live in Sydney Olympic Park. And Kat, you can also watch this via...
3: Webinar. She's learning. Uh, oh, I'm she's learning. learning.
1: Under the wing, we're flying. Webinar. That one is the at the Blue Zone, which is the Blue Wealth Property Office, Sydney Olympic Park, six thirty pm to eight thirty pm, and then March six, rent vesting. Your specialty. Talk to us.
2: If you're not rent vesting, you're just you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, gave a good, good spiel on that last week. <laughs> if you're not rent vesting, just just look into it. Watch the webinar. Attend the event. Whatever's best. They're free. Free to go to. Free to watch.
1: I want to live in a pain house, but I see an opportunity to live in a Sam Hughes, to get myself to a pain house, right?
2: Correct, yeah. Not bad, huh? Yeah, you've done all right there.
1: Watch your back, Tony. I'm coming for your job too, brother. How yeah. oh, good? Rent investing. Well,
2: I, I want I wanna be <laughs> On a podcast with James Graham, <laughs> but I'm stuck with the rugby league guru because <laughs> he's all I can
1: afford. <laughs> Very good once again. Very good. It's two of the great front row forwards of the game. Uh, rent vesting. that's a special event. That one's on the 6th of March out there at uh, the Blue Wealth offices. That is Sydney Olympic Park, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And then Wealth Through Property, 12th of March, live in Adelaide at the Crown Plaza, Adelaide, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. I do recall saying this last year and sort of going, we'll have no one from Adelaide that watches this show. Mm. We had a fair whack. So shout out to those Adelanians. I think they call themselves Radeladians. That's cool. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) But shout out to them. 12th of March, make sure you're there. Blue Wealth Property on board once again. We're going to be seeing Tony and Mortz in the next few weeks.
2: We are. Coming in for the uh,
1: special edition. Special edition. How good. Fantastic. All right. Get stuck into our two RFs. First bit of magic on screen for you. Uh, we're going to get stuck into our two RFs. How'd you go in the little boys room, by the way? A successful mission? Success, mate. Yeah.
2: Mm. Bladders uh empty. Yeah, nice. Good to see. G- generally the uh, the goal of going to the
1: loo. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I like to give you a pat on the back when I can, you know? Thanks, mate. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get stuck into our two RFs now. A little bit more interest in the front row forwards. A little bit more points to be had. Uh, plenty of options. I think there's a couple of real slam dunk options here. I think the first one, mate. He's at thirty seven percent ownership. Sean Lane, four hundred and forty six k. Similar to my favorite recess feed when I was a child. Dunkaroo, thanks for coming. (laughs)
2: Oh, Dunkaroo Dunkaroo? was so good.
1: What do they have? Chocolate, strawberry. I want to say there was a vanilla.
2: Mm, It was pretty much like Nutella, eh? but just like a. I think so. Yeah. Potentially a more delicious It was flavor. a strawberry one though, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I wasn't allowed them. Really? I was that kid that Another happened. piece of the puzzle no, falls into place. <laughs> I had the most ethnic lunches. <laughs> <laughs>
1: lunches. What you, would you have? Like
3: what? carrot sticks, cucumbers? Yeah, like hummus and, yeah. and all that. Like just think... Uh, it looked like ingredients. It didn't look like...
1: No, that sounds heaps better than Dunkaroo. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Sean <laughs> Lane, a slam dunkaroo. Yeah. Talk <laughs> to oh me. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, he's a dunk roommate, so very keen on him. I'm, surprised he's only, I'm not surprised he's only in 37% of teams. I think we do see this probably even a few weeks out from the start of the season most years. And yeah. then I think as people sort of get serious and tinker around with teams, he should hopefully shoot up to 75.
1: He should be well, well into the 70s if not yeah. higher, so I, I
2: I hope so. Look, limited time last season – Average 61 minutes per game because of injuries and injury-interrupted injury, injury interrupted season, 44-point average. We know he's an 80-minute back row at the Eels with high attacking upside, Averaged 69 in 2022.
1: He could be a season-long keeper. He's got a gun 5'8 inside him that knows how to utilise him and he plays for a team that scores a lot of points and concedes a lot of points. And loves an offload. Yeah, so it's just perfect for super yep. Coach. Uh, let's move to number two on the list. A now member of Rancho Relo Maxo after I drafted him on the weekend. <laughs> Burbo, Ben Travojevic, 277K. Dual position, absolutely love Burbo. Uh, if he – I think he's going to be picked around one. It sounds like – I think Schuster is staying at home. That's true, Kat. Yep. yep. Schuster staying at home, not going to Vegas. unlucky. Um, I like Burbo. The injuries worry me. I think I probably will start with him though.
2: Yeah, he's not a knockout pick, but 277K, dual position <clears> – <throat> priced on a 27-point average from 29 minutes. He's, he's a good footballer. Mad footballer. Very good footballer. Yep. And look, there's just forever problems around Josh Shuster and his body, whether it's niggling injuries or fitness concerns or whatever it might be. He's now not going to Vegas. Of course, there's risk that Burbo starts round one. By round two, he gets back to Oz. Schuster starts. Burbo's a 30-minute bench forward trap. It could happen. But, you know, I'm yet to see anything from, anything from shoes to this preseason.
1: I'm kind of starting to like Burbo as a CTW bench guy more than I'm liking some of the Raiders' cheapies that we've been relying on. Yeah. I'm so
2: cold on a lot of the Raiders' yep, cheapies. Yeah, so am I. Um, the other thing with Burbo, if he does lock down an
1: 80-minute edge roll, he's a plain you CTW. dub. Yeah. For sure, which is incredible. Week in, week out. Yeah. Love that. Mate, number three, Josh Curran, (laughs) another member of the draft team. Stop (laughs) it. Um, I believe he's going to play 13. Jamin Salmon looked unreal there the other day in the trial, to his credit. But I don't think the Canterbury Bulldogs have any choice but to play this guy at 13 and play for big minutes. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, they're just light on, aren't they? Yeah. As you said, sort of Salmon impressed on the weekend. Sammy Hughes was good. Obviously more of a front row forward option. Just so light on. And Curran... We know that when he plays big minutes, he's a super coach weapon. Granted, the majority of that has been done playing on the edge for the Warriors. But again, he scores tries. He can jag and assist. Loves an offload. He's a perfect supercoach player when the time is there. And provided it's there at the Doggies
1: this season, lock and load. My ideal situation with Josh Cohen, 60 minutes in the middle. Kick-out comes off for a spell. He moves to the left oh. edge. Get him a little bit of Matt Burton and Critter out there. Thanks for coming. Yeah, be, I would absolutely love it. Wonderful. Yeah, I'd be excited in classic but draft. Oh, boy. <laughs>
3: I just have to – I want to add that I absolutely love Josh Curran as a pick. Yeah, you're a big Josh Curran I'm fan. I'm a big Josh Curran fan. He – in, you know, the sport that we don't mention, the, yes. the game that I used to play, I have won so many head-to-heads with Josh Curran being mm. my, my pod and so I just feel great about him in any of these contexts. I just feel like he puts everything behind – each ball. He's just, he's a workhorse and I stand by that.
1: Gave Cap my uh, draft 1 to 17. We went through it this morning. I said, who is your favourite pick? Josh Curran. Got the vote <laughs> from him. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Awesome.
3: Yeah, he is the man. Villiam uh,
1: Fafita, Ruben Cotter. We've spoken about these guys. Coming, on, coming in at number six on the list, Jed Cartwright. I could have given you a million guesses who was number six overall. I don't think Jed Cartwright would have got a bait, mm. but mm. the rook. Yes.
3: <laughs> am I, I'm going to expose myself. Cat, right shoot, now.
1: Cats, cat's like, yes, that is I.
3: Yes, <laughs> Hello, I am. Tell I us am, why. I am the rook. Uh, so when I was filling out my team, obviously you can't save until every spot's full, and I thought, oh, I just, I wasn't sure, so I just pressed the optimize button. Okay. <laughs> I know I'm exposing myself, and guess who popped into my team? Mm. Jed Cartwright. Jed so Cartwright. Are the bunnies paying a bit of extra money to get? to get Jed in some teams. I'm obviously joking about that. But, I mean, that could explain some of this ownership stuff.
1: Bowled by the bunnies to pay a bit extra seeing at the Newcastle Knights.
3: Oh, sorry, yeah, my huge. bad. What is the
1: Rook doing over there?
2: Oh, how uh, Optimised button management.
3: getting teams wrong. Nah. What is going on? Showing <laughs> the
1: true colours. <laughs>
3: Unbelievable. I think that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, Jed Cartwright, no bueno. Uh, Brendan Piacura, 426k. Uh, wow, he looked good the other day. Uh, don't you
2: hate seeing – it sounds so ridiculous, but seeing your Supercoach players go well in trials? Yeah. Because he was locked into my team from a long time out, and then as soon as he scored a double in that trial over, albeit a weakened Cowboys team, you just know everyone's flocking to him. So, yeah, he, he's also under an injury cloud. Yeah, that's true. If he's expected – he's still a chance to play round one. It's a knee injury. I think if he if was due back around two or three, I'd probably just pick him anyway. Yeah. Because I'm going to want him. Yeah, I think we're going to want him um, regardless. Priced on a 42-point average from 57 minutes last year, 565-plus-minute games last season, av- season average 59.6. In that time, 39.4, which is pretty solid. So uh, I've mentioned before, as both an NRL player and an NRL Supergoats player, he reminds me of Britton Nickerar. He's going to have a few 40, 45-point games, I think, in supercoach. But he'll also have tons because he's a great try scorer.
1: Yeah, got a heap of ability. Uh, I think I will have him in there. Uh, Tino, we've already spoken about. Talis Duncan, uh, 321K. I sort of had him in there for parts of the season. Uh, but I'm, I'm sort of calling on him as a supercoach option. What are your thoughts?
2: I mean, spent time in the middle last year, named and, and played in the middle again last season, As uh, sorry, in the trial game over the weekend. A bloke that I was keen on as well, I think he's got a ton of ability, but with Jai Arrow playing and playing on the edge in the charity shield, it does look as though Talis Duncan's probably going, I think he'll be on the bench, but he's far from locked into it, so... Yeah. Especially 320K, he'd need to be a starting edge back row to buy. Yeah. until that happens. Even if named on the bench, I can't go near him.
1: I'll tell you what, if we do get an injury at South Sydney in that park and he comes in. Thank you. Lock and load. Thanks for coming. Bo Fermore four sixty seven K. We haven't seen him yet in the preseason. Probably a big watch for this weekend, mate. But I like him.
2: Huge watch. Yep. And the Fafida injury <laughs> helps him so much yeah. because we know that he did all his damage. I think he scored 11 tries back in 2022 and it was all on that left edge, which is obviously the Titans' best edge, Kieran Foran there. If Fafida was there, we sort of spoke early in the season before the Fafita injury and suspected he'd be on the right, Furmore. Yep. This could see him play on the left. He could still play on the the right because they'd be preparing for Fafida's return. Yeah. But. Either way, at the price, he's got a tacking upside. The return from the ACL does concern me, but he's significantly discounted because I don't think he played a game last year. He looks like a good bet. The Titans have a great early draw. They do have the early buy, but aside from that, yeah,
1: he looks the goods. I'll tell you what, if Beau Fulmore runs out this weekend on the left edge, I'm going to be a greedy little piglet and swallow him up. <laughs> I am very, very excited. Cruz
2: and, uh, and Beau Fulmore. Yeah, there's
1: a bit getting around. <laughs> uh Now, another watch coming up is Maverick Geyer. I believe that he has gone to England. Mm. Um, I believe that he might get a bench spot. So, similar to my mate that I mentioned earlier, Liam Henry, Maverick Geyer, a big watch. Uh, Maverick Geyer, the 204K basement price, a guy that has got attacking upside in him, A a World Club Challenge watch and a teamless watch, I think.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, prior to seeing that, of course... Like, is he edge specialist or can he spend time in the middle?
1: He can play middle as well, but I, I think he's better on the edge. But I, I haven't actually watched a stack of him in the last year. Mm. Um, I, I think he'll play yeah, – yeah, I'm not sure how they'll use him off the bench, but I, yeah. it sounds like he's going to be there.
2: Yeah, so World Cup ch- club chance might be a bit different, but, you know, Sorensen and Martin are more often than not 80-minute back rowers, maybe early in the year just to get – to give him a bit of a spell or oh, whatever it is, they might play 60. Even then, Maverick might play 20 minutes. Yeah, I think in that side, he'd probably need to be starting. Yeah, but fair. But yeah, great, great watch. It's, it's good that we get a proper hit out in the World Club challenge. If he does play, you get got to look at him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that even if he's not a fantastic option, I think it's good to have him as a last option. Yeah. If need be. Um, Dylan Egan from the Dragons. We heard big raps coming out of that scrimmage the other day with the Manly Seagulls. Yeah. Uh, If he's named, we'll talk about it, but I'm not going to spend too much time on him until then.
2: Yeah, not convinced he gets named, and if he does, yeah, we'll reassess.
1: So Wong, 462k. I absolutely love this fucker, but off the back of trials on the weekend and how they utilised their back row, they started with Butcher on the right, Satili on the left, moved Satili into the middle, I thought good as gold. Wong will come onto that edge. Angus came on. Wong didn't come on until Butcher went off. Love Wong. I don't think I'll be starting with him though. We'll wait for Teamless, and if he gets named to start, I will flip my lid. But right now, I'm cooling. Yeah, mate. Uh, Wong could be anything for the Roosters New Wales Cup side this season. Hurtful. <laughs> Very hurtful. When um, he is dominating for Rancho Relo Maxo <laughs> by the end of the year, you're all going to hear about it.
2: The entire Roosters back row, let's just cover him in one hit because they're a round one Teamless watch. Angus Crichton looks as though. Well, I think he came on on the edge in the trial. Correct, left edge. Yeah, but, you know, just he probably a bench player rules him out. Satili Tupanua is, I think, 398k, comes in at a massive price reduction, looked good in the trial, scored a great try. Just huge watches all around in that that Roosters four pack, even including, both we spoke about, May, Lenu, what that round one team looks like. But Tupanua becomes an option if he starts. We'll be keeping an eye on it all.
1: I think we like we're not going to see the roosters again until Vegas, mm. so that's all the information we've yeah. got. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll be leaving. I, I thought I was going to je- definitely start with a rooster. I don't think I'll be starting with any of them. Mm. I'm happy to just to sit and watch the first few weeks. The other side of this is too that we they've all got attacking upside. There's a lot of positives to them, but if they if the roosters start slow, which they tend to, you might not going to want any of them.
2: Exactly right, and what, they had a gun trial on the weekend. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm so losing. it just sounds like the roof's about to cave in, so we're just <laughs> yeah. a little we, bit we, nervous. We've got
2: the we're, it's, the um, the apocalypse is just dropping outside and it sort of caught Guru's attention. He's waiting for the roof
1: to cave in on us. You two can hear that though, right? Yeah, no, good. I, I... This, this okay. is
2: going to be a good test of
1: uh, the CBA <laughs> Centre of <action. laughs> Will it ever? Does the roof hold up? Yeah, this is a few repeat sets in a row, so we'll see how we go. Uh, good you back gear. back with us, mate, or...? What's up? You back with us? Yeah, I'm very nervous (laughs) now.
3: I think I, I think I caught a little bit of guru just like drifting off, staring at the ceiling. Yeah, good go.
1: Okay, sorry about that. Fantastic. All right, let's continue before I get drowned. Cam (laughs) Murray, six hundred and thirty-nine k. Any interest here? (laughs) The number one fucking fan club member of the Cam Murray club. He like it more than his missus
2: does. Talk to me. He was in my team. For a lot of the preseason and I wanted him so bad. We didn't actually touch on, on the structure of our two RF at the start of the, the positions, Correct. but uh, there are so many great mid-range buyers around that four to four fifty K mark that I just can't justify squeezing him in. Mean, I think the best value the best value position by a mile is two RF this year. Yeah. And some of the best buyers there. If I could start with 15 of them, I probably will because I think that's where the value is and some points going the upside. And as a result, unfortunately, I can't get Cam Murray in. But, like, I'll be honest, I think he starts underpriced. 68 minutes per game last season, 50 base in that time. I think he'll get a heap more attack this season. Like, he was rock solid anyway, um, even in reduced game time. He averaged 69 back in 59 minutes in 2019. Going back a while now, but Cam is such a good footballer. Uh, Anyway, I've had my spiel and I can't fit him in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) From your man love to my man love, Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, Went from from Wong to Murray to Hopgood. (laughs) I love that. Um, 748k. Uh, He's just too expensive, isn't he? And I just don't trust Brad Arthur.
2: He is too expensive and for the reasons I just mentioned with Cam Murray, you can't start with him. I did have uh, in the analysis on the SC Playbook site some good shit around him though. Jermaine Hopgood, last season, so 57 in base, his lowest score all year was 43, that was against the Broncos, that was in 45 minutes of game time, that was around about round eight or nine or so when he'd played huge minutes leading into it and Arthur just randomly paid him off the bench and gave him a spell because he'd had such big minutes. Outside of that, didn't score under 50 all year. Yeah. Yeah. And then, remember, everyone fire-sailed him last year (laughs) after that, because he played off the bench. Oh, yeah. Thank God, we suck strong. I think I had him until about around 25 or so. Um,
1: Yeah, he really held my belt on that call. That was good stuff.
2: Yeah, and I've got you, mate. Um, But, yes, Hopgood. good. Can't wait to get him into my team, but won't be happening before probably round seven or eight at best.
1: Yeah, fair. Uh, Dylan Lucas, we haven't spoken about him yet today. Scored two tries on the weekend. Looked very good. Um, I still think... Kypies, Paul and him are going to sort of fuck each other up. I think they're going to steal points off each other in the first few weeks. What are your thoughts? Oh, I think the same.
2: Yeah. If Tyson Frizzell got injured, I'd be starting the two nights back rows in my team <clears throat> because Dylan Lucas is dual to our FCT dub. Yeah. Uh, I really would. I'd be happy as with both of them. Dylan Luke, but I think you're right. I think they're just going to chop into each other's minutes. Dylan Lucas last year averaged 70.25 in his four 80-minute games. With 56 in base, he's 502k. Scored two great tries in the trial on the weekend, so he has a tucking upside. Is going? It is going to be that left edge. We speculated that maybe Frizzell was going to shift to the left. It looks as though whoever wins it out of Lucas and Pierce Paul will be on the left now. Great spot outside Kalen Ponga. Yeah, I, I want them both. Him and Pierce Paul. Pierce Paul's like 330 or 340k, but. Yeah. They could just kill each other.
1: Yeah, great spot to be with KP, but also a great spot to be with Jackson Hastings. Loves to use his back rower.
2: Well, that's it. And it's like we mentioned, the left edge of the bunny's ready. They get cut out all the time. KP's ability to put his back rower through is second to none, in my opinion, in World Rugby League. I was going to say NRL, in the world... Uh, And you're right, Jacko plays short all the time as well.
1: And you even have a look at um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. like He averaged 60 last year, Mm. Lockie Fitzgibbon. And every time he had an offload, KP fucking scored. It was unbelievable.
2: He looked like the best back rower in the world also, outside KP and and Jacko
1: there. Yeah, he was flying. So, yeah, I... Jeez, when you said... I'd I'd never thought about if Tyson Brazil got injured. Could you imagine that? I'd, I'd plug them both straight into my team. Wow. Okay. One to keep an eye on there. Uh that covers Kaipe's paw as well. Um, oh, Jack Howarth, See much of this kid? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Yeah. Um <laughs> Neither no. is Craig Bellamy,
2: evidently. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, no, not for me. We'll uh, If we get around one and his name just start, I'll begrudgedly have this conversation. Yep. But even on the bench, I actually wouldn't look at him. I don't trust he's going to hold a spot there.
2: There aren't many edge back rolls I'd pick off the bench. They need to start like yep. forwards, middle forwards, props. They can get decent minutes and it doesn't change too much. But edges,
1: you kind of need them starting. Homole Olokawatu, 7%. I actually don't mind him as a little pod play. Won't be doing it myself. Uh, 700K is a lot.
2: Won't be doing it for reasons already mentioned. But Olokawatu could over the next one to three seasons go into that elite for feeder category. Yeah. If he starts having 15 to 20 runs a game and just, he's got such great super scoring ability. He's one of the best tackle busters in the game, offloads, scores, tries, amazing under cross field, kicks, everything. He could hit the elite category this season, but I just at the price, not early. He could be a terrific One of these mid-range 2RFs, upgrade round five, six.
1: Yeah. Sean Law, big watch this weekend. Uh, He would need to impress this weekend. He would need to get a starting spot. Agreed? He would need to start, and if he does, I'm
2: certainly interested. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. Now, uh, Dave Fofita out until round five. Uh, We'll talk about that when the time comes, and I look forward to it. Um, Mate, you ready for one of the great guru backflips of all time? (laughs) Do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think I'm going to start with him. Morgan Smithies. (laughs) Mate, I watched that tape of him a few months ago and I said to you, mate, this bloke's got no attacking upside. He's got nothing going for him. And you said, mate, he's going to defend his dick off. He's going to get a heap of base stats. And I sort of went, I want upside. No thanks. We we spoke to a couple of Canberra Raiders people last Mm. week or so. They could not speak highly of him. I went back and actually watched some games. Mate, he's got games over in England where he made... Like, there's a game that he had 62 tackles and 19 mm. runs. I drafted him the other day, round 16. I'm high as fuck on him now.
0: <laughs> I think Here I'm going to start go. with
1: him. And I am not even apologising to anyone. Oh, You mean you can start with me? Have your way with me. Yeah, shock guru. I'll wear this one. Shot Shock guru.
2: Disagrees with me early on and then backflips when I convince him otherwise. Another year, another piece of advice taken uh, from the left side of the the, the studio.
1: This one's fair and completely warranted.
2: He made 55 tackles, I think it was in the grand final last year.
1: Yeah. He's only 22 years old. Yeah. Doesn't have any injury concerns. 345k. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone at the Raiders was mentioned the other day that he's got a bit of ball playing to him, which I haven't seen, but give you the hot tip, they'd probably know better than me. Um, so I'm happy to back that in. And yeah. by the sound of this guy, he just feels like he's got Ricky Stewart written on his forehead to me.
2: Yeah. And the other thing about him in that ball playing, again, looking forward to seeing it in action, but with so many gun front rolls, like middle forwards around him and edges, whatever, just little tip-ons for try assist yeah. Like, d- holds the ball for three seconds, passes to Joe Tappany, who beats four and scores, and he gets a try assist like... Cam Murray gets a few of those just off the back of... Again, he's a good ball player, but they're so good because they don't have to do a lot for them.
1: Is he in your team right now?
2: He's... As it stands right now, he's not, but he's every chance of... Like, he probably comes in. Do you think he'll play this weekend
1: for Canberra? Why wouldn't he? Okay, good. I'm keen to (laughs) watch
2: him. I don't know why he wouldn't.
1: Yeah, okay, fair. Can to see him. Uh, going through the list, we already touched on Angus Crichton, Tilly Tabinua, Kobe Hetherington. Um, uh, if he's named to start at thirty, and they move Carrigan to the front row, I'll look at him. I don't think that's going to happen, though. God, I hope they don't. I don't yeah. need another mid ranger.
2: Like I just said, that I'm keen as on Smithies, but he's currently not in my team. <laughs> so, look, if they go Carrigan front row and he starts at lock, happy days come in.
1: I have a horrible <laughs> habit on draft day of drafting too many 2RFs and I've done it again this year. Britton Nikita is the next on the list. I'm starting to realise how many of these fuckers I've actually got. Mm. 710K. I think he's... I, I don't know. I, if you said to me he's the best to, r- r- second row in rugby league, i go, sure, I understand where you're coming from. I think he's probably the most consistent second rower in rugby league. He's unreal. He's fantastic. I won't be starting with him, but I will have my eyes on him at some point.
2: Yeah, definitely, mate. And, and a nice start to the season for the Sharkies draw-wise, but... Can't wait to get him into my team at some point, but at 7, 10k, way too much value elsewhere.
1: Uh Luciano Le Lua departing the Cowboys reportedly, uh, throws a little spanner in the works. Uh, some names that come to mind. Finne Fuyaki, Helam Luki. Are you ex- I'm expecting Helam Luki to get a gig there?
2: Yeah, Figin and I and Luki starting edge back rollers. Finney Fuyaki probably off the bench, but not necessarily.
1: Yeah. <coughs> um if it's Finae Fubiaki that starts, you've got my attention. At 290k, Helam Lukey, 470k. Maybe he can make money there, but I, I don't trust he'll play 80 minutes. So I wouldn't be going there.
2: If Fini Fubiaki starts, for sure. Yeah, thanks for coming. I don't think he will, though. I like Helam Lukey. Yeah. Always have, always will. Cannot take a trick with injuries, the poor bugger. Yes. He's such a good footballer. He's so athletic. He has a great super coach game. His base is okay without being terrific, but the attacking upside is unreal. Averaged forty-seven minutes per game last year. I'm with you. Why do you think he hasn't been an eighty-minute back row? Do you think it's the injuries? It always has to be because he he looks fit as a fiddle. Yeah, he
1: looks very fit. I I don't know. You would have to assume so. Yeah,
2: and like, I've gone through recent years. There's, there's I don't know if there's an eighty-minute game to boot. Like
1: yeah, and maybe it's because <laughs> they have so much depth in the back row as yeah. well. But yeah, I,
2: yeah. But I, super coach wise, like. 47 minutes last year, maybe he goes to 65. That would be enough. I think he could be a great buy. But I've got him sort of flirting around my team. I wouldn't mind getting him in. Again, so many good buys for even like 50 to 60k cheaper. So just a monitor, but I'm pretty keen on him.
1: Hudson Young, Isaiah Yo, Jacob Preston, Jordan, Ricky, Keon, Colum and Tungy. Tom Gilbert, Jake Granville, Kirk Capewell, Trey Mooney, Matt Croker, Bronson Garlic, Connor Watson, Carl Lawton, Tommy Eisenhuth. He's the
2: centre chat. I think we spoke about him in center. surely.
1: Sweet. Um, Jack DeBellin, Torhu Harris. Fuck, you love a slice of Torhu. Any interest?
2: (laughs) A lot of food <laughs> chat in this <laughs> podcast.
1: It's a hungry one, Tuesday. Tohu,
2: uh, no, nah, mate, not at the price. He was unreal last season, but too expensive and too big an injury history. One
1: for late, one for down the track. Uh, Kotoga, who was very good for the Bulldogs on the weekend in that trial, 204K. I just can't see him getting into that team, but he could be interesting at some point, I reckon.
2: Yeah, Tohu was also dual to our front row last year. That's why we loved him. That's why we I'm... get him at front row. He's only 2RF this year, so... Yeah. No, thank you. Um... Katoga looked awesome in the trial. Very destructive. Yeah. Big chance to feature this year in Supercoach teams, but I can't imagine it being round one.
1: Yep, completely agree. Uh, Pasami Solo, 300k for the Raiders. Just too much depth there, isn't there? Yep. Uh, Nass, Tepe Moroa, Josh Schuster, 460k. Not going to Vegas, unlikely to feature, Right.
2: Don't even know why he brought him up,
1: mate. I apologise. Frizzell, Bunty Arfa, Mitchie Barnett. Um, shout out to Kempi who called him bitchy Barnett at one point. That was hilarious. <laughs> Josh Kerr, 349K. I thought he looked good in the trial the other day, but I think there will be better options.
2: Did the same last year in the All-Stars. Love him as a footballer. I think he can be a super coach weapon. He just needs the minutes. And as it stands in that Dolphins pack, he's not going to get enough to be relevant.
1: Eli Katawa, any interest?
2: Yeah. I mean, no, because I'm not paying up for him. Yep. For the millionth time, too many good mid-rangers. But I think, I think he was 69 minutes per game last year. His combination with Jerome Hughes only getting better, heaps of attacking upside. They've got Penrith in round one. They've got a bye in round four, I think it is. So I can't go near him. But like he could be elite to RF this year.
1: Raymond Faitala Mariner moving to the St. George Illawarra Dragons. If he gets good minutes there, 363K. I feel like he's going to be a good super coach player for a decade now. Yeah. Not for me. Any interest? Pass. Pass. Cam McInnes, Josh King, Isaac Liu, Jack Bird. Shout out Jack Bird. Looked unreal on the weekend. Mm. Isaiah Papali'i, Adam Elliott.
2: Isaiah Papali'i was around my preseason draft sides for a little bit. 568k, that is a good price for a bloke. He averaged 56 last year in a terrible Tigers outfit. The years prior, I know at the Eels, they're a very good team, but averaged 79 and 78. He was the best in the game. Um, just getting up his stats as we speak, but he scored two tries last year. I guarantee he scores more than two this year and had one try assist, which didn't come with a line assist to boot. I actually think he's a great bot... Oh. I'm not going to say great buy because there's better value elsewhere, but if there wasn't so many good mid-rangers, I would have picked Ipat.
1: You always have a little soft spot soft for a him. Gun. Eh? He is a gun, yeah, yeah. Even in the
2: trial on the weekend he played, he looks so good.
1: Calm down. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Um, no, I agree with you. I'm picking him. <laughs> um, mate, a guy that I wouldn't be surprised if he comes from the clouds in round one is this Jacob Lehman from the mm. New Zealand Warriors, 204K. They've signed Kurt Capewell. Kurt Cable traditionally plays left edge back row. Uh, we saw Jackson Ford play there the other day. Unless they're going to play Kurt Capel on the right, I actually reckon he's a sniff to get a bait in this side.
0: Plushcare.com slash loss.
2: Could they, you think just like Capewell spends time in the middle?
1: Maybe. 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 But they've got near They've yeah. got Barnett. They've got like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought Jackson Ford would play right side on the weekend. He didn't. This Laban did. He was very impressive. I reckon he could be a little smoky for round one. Would be nice, it'd be fucking delicious. I'd take it, it'd be unreal. Don't need it, but I reckon, I reckon he's a big watch. Uh, and if he's there on team list, we take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, um, Murdoch Masilla, Preston Ricky, Nat Butcher, Puru, Seafarth. Shout out to the guy on Twitter that started a parody Twitter account of me called the Puru. I thought that was fantastic, <laughs> so credit to you. Uh, is, it,
2: is it a is it a friendly one or is it a hater?
1: No, it actually seems somewhat friendly, I think. That's but I mean, yeah. also, I don't know. No stranger to a hater on Twitter. so I'll turn the comments soon enough. Join the Cube bread. <laughs> um, bread and butter. Jackson Ford, Ray Stone, Alloyer, Whitehead Teague, Couchman, The Peach, Ryan Madison. Any interest in matter? No. Nah. Luke Garner, Asukoa, Conley Lemuelu, uh, Zion, I've sent off in a trial fame, <laughs> Fanua Bole, Cleese Haas, Kurtman, Johnny Bateman. I think I had him for at one point last year. Haven't seen him yet, but I'm not interested in Bateman.
2: Uh not interested. I, and I'm not interested in Haas either, but there's a Dave Fafita sized hole to start on the edge for the Titans. But oh he's what's he cost? Oh, he's way more expensive than I thought.
1: Yeah, he scored a couple of tries and shit last year from memory.
2: He's 356k. I was going to say, like, if he was, like, 240 or something, but um, even if he gets it, yeah, 356k with Fafita coming back, no thanks.
1: Mate, I thought in the trial the other day I wouldn't start with him, but I did think he looked good, Jaden Sewell. Uh, Not a guy that I would ever Mm. even consider, but I thought his form looked good the other day. Mate, Luciano Le Lua, (coughs) 545k, probably more than I want to spend at the moment. A lot of unknowns there. If he does land at the Canberra Raiders, firstly, have you got any mail on that? I do not. Do not? If he was to land there, do you think he could be relevant at the Raiders or do you think he just becomes a bit of a middle forward there? I
2: think... I don't think he'd get... Does he make your team, actually? It's ridiculous. We. I don't get it. We do not need Luciano Leilua. <laughs> we
1: need everything but forward. <laughs> oh, Who God. can go between middle and edge. I'd love to see another Leilua in Canberra. That'll be unreal. Get the band back together. I believe Joey's playing for Dapdo.
2: Yeah, the Canaries. Yeah, how good. Mighty uh, blue and gold.
1: Coached by the great Blake Wallace down there. Mm. Shout out to him. Doing good things. Um, Mate, just going through the rest of this list, no one's really jumping out at me. I thought White from the Roosters was very good on the weekend. I reckon he's a good shot just to play round one because JWH is out. But I think he will fade from relevance very quickly. Just going down that list, mate, no-one else is jumping out to me. Is there anything else you want to mention or anyone you want to mention? Uh, no, nah, mate. I think uh, I think we've covered it all pretty well. I think we'll have a much better idea of two RFs after the trials this weekend. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it won't solve that Roosters problem for us, but I think that's a wait and see. And honestly, there is every chance we get to round seven and we're still like, well, who's the winner for the Roosters?
2: As the other bloke you mentioned, like Jabri Hargreaves, when he comes back in round two, how does that impact everything? Like,
1: Yeah. I think big watchers for trials this weekend as far as two RFs. Sean Blore, Kai Pierce-Paul, they are big, big watchers. Yeah. I want to see Burb. I oh, know Berber's not going to be playing this weekend. It's so probably those two are the big watchers. Is there anyone else, mate, that people should be keenly keeping an eye on this weekend? Josh Curran's another yeah, one.
2: Yeah, I will just say Josh Curran's one that I'll, I'll have my eye keenly on. And yeah. One that I'm very interested in for round one in my team at the moment, but not locked in.
1: Yeah, and I think for the World Club Challenge, Maverick Geyer as well. Yeah. Keep an eye on him. All right, Kat, what did you take from today? What changes have you made? Talk to us, tell us, enlighten us, educate us.
3: Okay, first of all, don't use the optimise button. Yes, (laughs) of all, And also don't tell people that you've done that. Second of all, (laughs) redo... You should have done that in the reverse order, I think. Yeah, uh, redo my entire team. So um, pretty much all the things that I was looking at, all the players I was looking at, I'm I'm reconsidering. So outside of Josh Curran... um, I'm now back to square, square one, one, which is fantastic. But <laughs> the good thing be. is I feel a little bit more clarity around our certain players that I want to bring in. Um, but I think I'm going to be a little cagey until until I tell Ooh. you who those are. Cards
1: close to the chest. Don't hate it. Yeah, I'm
3: exposing myself too much too okay. soon, so Fair. we're going to no, pace ourselves.
1: Uh, very good news, guys. The studio has not fallen into a heap. <laughs> the roof has not caved, which is fantastic news.
2: Could be one of the great early crows.
1: Yep, don't say that. Uh, very nervous. But, yes, we've managed to get through. Um, now, next week, we I'm going to Vegas on Tuesday night. So, we might have a little earlier recorded episode, potentially before Teamless Tuesday. But uh, Timmy on the SC Playbook next week will obviously go through all the live reactions. Mm. So, plenty to sink your teeth into there. What did you do on the Playbook last night? Who would you have on?
2: Mate, Desi Creek, the 20... 19, 2020, 2019 champion, back on deck for his first run of the season. Uh, myself and the SC Spy, going through a few things, mate. Draw analysis, the best, worst draws of the season, trial takes, some good stuff.
1: Desi's takes are my little guilty pleasures. Sometimes
2: they're the best. <laughs> some of Desi's takes, I just shake my head, head out and go, mate, you're kidding yourself, but. The bloke every single year seems to get it done and doesn't miss too often. So he, it's, it's enjoyable, to be, enjoyable
1: to be alongside. It feels like with Desi there's like there's A to B in a straight line and mm. Desi does it <laughs> like he's having a heart attack. Yeah. But then he'll meet you at B. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be yeah. there. And he looks like he's been through a tsunami on yeah. the way. But yeah. It's not
2: an easy road but he manages to do it in his own way and that's what we love about it. So, yeah.
1: Good gear. How good. Kat, anything doing?
3: No, I was just going to say Desi reminds me a lot of myself and making decisions for my super coach team.
1: I look forward to when you meet, Desi. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to reflect on Great that comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal. All right. We done and dusted? Sorted. Shout out to Blue Earth Property. Link is in the bio. Uh, we reached out for sponsors last week. Had a, quite a few reach out, to be fair. Um, so I'm sure we'll be bringing some people on board. But if anyone else is keen, please reach out. SC Playbook, Guru, Kat Haddad, Kat Haddad. Cut her dad, reach out to her. That'll be easier for me. Heaps easier. Heaps easier. Uh, Beersandbreakevens at gmail.com if you are interested. Capish. Killed it, mate. Nice. Cheers, guys. See you next week.